Hello, everyone, and welcome to episodes 85 and 86 of Zion's Finest. This is a two-part episode. I have Scott on. We were the finalists at the Utah Regional. We had a great showing. We had 21 players. We were the finalists, and we are going to be doing Swiss reports. I'm not generally a like the biggest fan, however, of doing one person does a round, another person does a round, just because it kind of tends to lose a little bit of the narrative structure. It's probably the way to frame it. So what I'm actually going to do is give a quick Swiss report for myself, and then Scott joins me later in the podcast so that we can go over his Swiss rounds, and then we're going to talk about the cut. And obviously, I know talking about the cut kind of contravenes what I was saying earlier, but it was just the way we we thought to do it best. However, because we did go on a little bit long, what I've decided to do is break my Swiss and Scott Swiss into episode 85, and then our discussion of the top cut and our thoughts on the meta into episode 86. Um, Before I get into it, just the general things. First off, if you are a patron, please go to my Etsy page and order your Patreon kit. All you're doing is paying for your shipping. It, it And this is only if you are a U.S. listener. It has just saved me a ton of time um, with getting people, getting me their addresses and taking care of the shipping on their end so that all I have to do is print out the shipping label that Etsy gives me, put your stuff in the envelope and get it out the door. We don't have any news from FFG regarding... Both all rotating in. We're also looking for any additional information that we can get regarding the wait list. Right now, obviously, it, they only released 40 open tickets and they have 40 reserve tickets. I won the Utah Regionals we're going to be talking about, and I already had a world's ticket. I was trying to figure out if there was a way I could have one of our local players, not obviously that I don't want non-locals to go to worlds, but just to try to see if like Aaron or Sam, one of these guys who I played, um, in the top cut, if they could get my ticket. And apparently that is not the case, but I have no information regarding what FFG expects regional winners in terms of how they're supposed to get. They're not giving you a ticket, but they're giving you the opportunity to purchase a ticket. We just don't have any information. And obviously FFG isn't going to give us any. So if you know, if you have gotten anything regarding you've won a regional or you're trying to get on the wait list or you're on the wait list and you've got information, please let us know on the Slack channel or on the forums or on Facebook. I'm trying to post it on each of those places. So um, that is that. Okay, first off, um, preparatory for the Utah Regional. It was awesome. We had 21 players show up. We had three brothers come in from out of town, Joey from Phoenix, Drew and Grant from SoCal. Joey, I played at Worlds, actually. He was running Vader, Palp, Double E-Riots, Double Officers, Joey, I think that's right. Um, a really Joey's an awesome guy. He is more than anyone I have met, including myself, an absolute lover of the jank. And so he was going, he was running a double centuries list or a regional. Um, and it was actually, it was, it was a very, very solid list. I think people kind of underestimated, underestimated him not knowing how good he was and then seeing that he was running triple zero and thought they were going to give him a work, but he worked him back. So, um, so Joey, Joey came in, obviously drew and grant. I met last year at the SoCal regionals. Awesome. Such good brothers, man. It was awesome. We had a ton of fun. They flew in, I think on Thursday. Yeah, they flew in on Thursday. We hung out at my house here in Syracuse, and then we picked Joey up from the airport on Friday. We went shot shotguns in Hoytsville, which is my ancestral home. It's about an hour east of where I live currently, um, in like an hour east of Salt Lake City. We went there. We hung out. We skirmished. We practiced. I had an existential crisis thinking I needed to take R2 instead of double regular smugglers for the Spectre matchup. But I got talked off the cliff by Drew, which actually ended up biting him in the rear for our Swiss, which is kind of funny. Because um, what I ended up running at regionals was my world's list, actually. There was some changes to the command deck because of Lothal, but it was Han, Dracotta, MHD, Hera, Gideon, Mac, 
3PO, regular smuggler, regular smuggler, Aristotle and Boethius, my, my, my good smugglers. My command deck was very standard in terms of the box, right? Like I'm running on the land, miracle worker, second chance, tools for the job. Um, the two spy cards for Mac, um, strategic shift and intel leak, and both of Dracata's cards, Arcane Shaw and Collateral Damage. I was not running Tough Luck. The reason I wasn't is because I expected there to be a lot of Spectre, and while obviously the reroll on defense is good, a lot of times good Spectre players know not to reroll their dice, right? Because they don't want to risk Tough Luck, and there's just not a reason to do it if they've, if like going from two block to three block is not worth it if there's a chance of tough luck. So they'll just settle for the two block and you're not going to get a ton of value out of it. And obviously they're not re-rolling their offensive die. So I, I dropped tough luck. I also, I thought that Scott, um, who I played in the final, he ran Vader. I thought he was going to run Spectre or I thought there was a good chance that he was going to run Spectre. And so because of that, I just ended up not running it. I regret that. I should have run it and probably taken tough luck over like collateral damage would probably have been the easy card i would have dropped i'd keep arcing shot arcing shot is just too good it's so good against um elite rangers it's good against everybody but those fragile mid-health figures who need to hide in order to increase they're not increasing their durability they're just not taking shots the ability for dracotta to, to get get them where they hide and kill them is amazing now obviously collateral damage works with that right because what you can do is you can go and you can hit an elite ranger kill him and then blast two on to 3po and collateral damage to kill him so now you've they've lost two figures one of whom is a shooter one of whom is a primer of the shooters it's great great combo um but anyway I, I, it, it was what it was there was a few times especially in my game against scott where i wished i would have had it but otherwise it, it it was never like a make or break i mean obviously there are times when your opponent rerolls and you think, man, I really wish I had tough luck. But anyway, I did not have it. So, But otherwise, my command card suite was very standard. I also was not running set for stun um, just because there was a lot of motivation on the board and I didn't want to have to worry about that. So that was that. Nine activation box. All the all the health cards for MHD, the saving cards, the second chance. Offensive cards for Han. I obviously have cards like positioning advantage, take, planning. I have officers training and element of surprise as my zero cost. And that was that. So I had a round one buy. My round two, I played Brett running Spectre Cell. We were on Tarkin. And I'm sorry, not Tarkin. We were on Uscrew and Stashes. My, and I'm not going to give very much detail in my Swiss games, mostly because yeah, I would just say that it is easy to get lost in the minutia of it. And it's hard if you're not watching it or playing it to understand kind of the texture of what's actually going on. Um, but I'll just give my, my general thoughts in terms of my strategy. So my strategy with Brett on Spectre with Uskru was he is going to split his people up because that's what um, Spectre does because they need to be able to pincer you. They can't let you run away from them and kite them. So they split people up. My strategy is overcommit Han, right? No one wants to attack him. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put Han in a position where he's going to be getting strong attacks off end of round one or even round one. I can't obviously do that really on Uskru. And my opponent has got a choice where they're either going to have to blow past Han, trying to get into my back line, um, or take shots on Han. And, and, and as they're blowing past him, he's going to be able to pick off people who are weak, right? Like apply pressure, like deal damage to people going in. Or they're going to have to attack Han, which no one wants to do. And so my strategy is 
They split their forces. Spectre is going to split their forces up. I'm going to overcommit on one of them, send Han in to deal damage, remove one of them end of round one, get off a power shot with Jakarta, and then just collapse. Just retreat as fast as, as fast as possible, getting shots, as many shots as I can. That was a strategy with Brett. Our game was actually, so we're playing on Uzgurai. He has initiative, so I have the top side. And the top side is the worst side. It's the side that doesn't have, like, the cross in the middle. So he sends Zeb and Sabine to the right towards my terminal um, and like the fountain area. And he sends Ezra and Kanan over to the left because I think he assumes that I'm going to go towards the booth, right? And he wants Ezra and Kanan to be in there. And I actually, I had fainted a little bit by sending, I think I even sent C-3PO down there. And so that's kind of a tell. You're like, oh, well, Han's going to go down there. And so he sends um, Zeb and Sabine over to the other side in order to like apply back wing pressure. I'm going to be getting initiative the next round. I have negation in hand, so I'm like, all right, I'm diving both Han and Dracotta in. So what I'm going to do is when the door opens end of round, Han's going to shoot him and then start around, Dracotta's going to shoot and then collapse back. Um, so, so the door opens. Han takes a massive shot. I played, I'm focused, I play tools, and I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm opening the door, and Han is going to shoot. And he's like, okay. I roll my dice, and I got, like, I think I was one damage short of max damage. And I might have been two damage short of max damage. And he was, and he's counting it up, and um, Brett realizes, like, oh, I have doubt. Um, I, and, and Brett's also a new player, and he's like, can I, um, I, I should have burned one of your focuses. Now, I, my, my policy with this is, oh, sorry. My policy with this most of the time is, not most of the time, my policy is I really, I, I want people to have good experiences and I want to just give grace because I want, I'm not saying I expect grace to be given back, but I want people to have a good experience. And forgetting something like that when you're new to the game can just be a real feels bad man. And obviously Brad's like played other games. It's not like he has never played the game before, but he hasn't played like, you know, if if I'm running doubt, that's just something I'm thinking about all the time. Like people who, who've run it a lot are just thinking about it and he's not there. So that's fine. And, um, you know, I kind of like, I was like, oh man, that hurts bad to lose almost max damage. Um, but I removed the, I removed the green dice, re-rolled, and I rolled in like absolute max damage. So there's karma for you. <laughs> so I roll absolute max damage, and I think I deal like eight or nine damage to, to Zeb. He had rolled like a two or three block, and I still was just putting a ton of damage through. So I felt really good about that, obviously. Um, and then Jakarta is able to kill him at the start of the next round, and I collapse back. Um, and that was just like the story of our game. Um, it was, it, I mean, it was close, but I was just making more efficient trades, and he couldn't get in fast enough. Um, as I was removing people. Um, round three, I played Drew, Papa Gavala. He is going to, he was really mad that he had talked me off the ledge with the nine activations because he was running an eight activation IG list. We were on Tarkin, Rogue AI. And again, the strategy was, I he has initiative. He takes the better side with the treehouse. And what I do with Rogue AI, my policy is, I want to control the middle hallway. So the middle hallway is the hallway on the axis on which the terminals are situated, right? So I want to have control of that by opening my door and having Han and Dracotta there ready to just blast absolutely to shreds anything that walk that walks out. And that puts a lot of pressure on your opponent because you're able to get first points with Rogue AI and kind of see where it's going. And at the same time, like it's they can't really open their door because Han and Dracotta are just going to be murdering them, right? Like whoever's sitting on the terminal, they don't, and you can make it so their only shot back is on Han, who is being protected by 3PO. And it's just, yeah, it really puts a lot of pressure on your opponent. So that's my strategy. 
Drew doesn't really take the bait. Um, he doesn't open his door, and I'm not able to get a ton of points off of my rogue AI. He's bringing IG and Hera and Greedo around the top of the map through the hangar, and what I decide to do is, again, overcommit Han in order to get a tools for the job attack on IG. I don't think I was focused when I made the attack, um, and I'm able to put seven damage on him. Okay, so at this point, and I've also got um, on the lamb in hand. So I've overcommitted Han, but it's okay because I want him to shoot Han. And I've got damage on IG so that if IG has got Blaze and he dives in, he's not really going to, like, one Dracotta shot and he's dead, right, is kind, of, is kind of the thought. So that puts more pressure on Drew. And that's just kind of the story of the game. Like, I'm able to put pressure on him. Oh, also, there was actually one big swing play. Drew didn't realize that when you're using arcing shot, that adjacency that you can draw that, or you can do a diagonal adjacency line, right? Because let's say you're on a corner um, and your opponent, or yeah, the opponent figure is on the top of the corner. You can target the space to the right of the corner, right? Like diagonal, um, diagonal to them, even if it's blocked um, orthogonally or whatever by something else. So I'm able to do that with Dracotta, play arcing shot to one shot a recently focused weak way uh, shrapnel, one damage on IG, and then play collateral damage on IG. So now IG has gone from seven damage to 10 damage. So, you know, there's there's just lots of pressure, and he's lost a recently focused weak way. Um, and, you know, that's just kind of the story of the game. I'm just, like, always, like, a little bit ahead. Oh, and then we have, sorry, I, I keep saying this, like, as if this was the one other thing, but this was the one other thing. I had strategic shift in hand round one, and I was just waiting until he had, tell. I knew that like tempo, like the tempo of the game was such that I wouldn't have another action right before like I needed to be able to respond to him. And so, but he's just drawing cards and he's never in a position where I'm really worried about what he's going to be able to do. And then he plays planning. I think he has eight or nine cards in hand. And that's why I'm like, all right, here comes the bomb. And I just strat shift him. And that was, that was, I think what really broke his back just because like the cards he lost, um, it was, it was just enough that again, like he has lost momentum. He's already down in terms of damage. I haven't lost anything. I think he, he, he did take a shot with Greedo after he had uh, covered his attack with Hera. So I couldn't shoot him back. Um, but I just on the lamb at, right? So I, I am down lamb, but I've still got Miracle Worker, Second Chance in my deck and all these things. And so Drew just wasn't quite able to come back from that. Um, round four, I play Aaron. We play on Tarkin. I'm not, I'm sorry, not Tarkin, Uskru. And we play on Priority Message. Now, I actually, I think people, like Spectre people think that they have got a disadvantage on Uskru because it's such a big map and it's true. But the problem is, is I, with my double smugglers, I need to be able to get something off the board in terms of objectives. Cause otherwise my smugglers are almost doing nothing on these maps. Like they deal, do nothing for me. Um, and that was the story of this game. I actually, I have got Aaron, I, Aaron and I literally just recorded our podcast episode. And so I do not, I'm not going to, um, go into too much detail with this because he talks about it a little bit, but I was never in control of this game. Uh, I'm not able to get points off the board from objectives. He is able to collapse without me getting off any meaningful shots. He never attacks Han. Dracotta is not able to do anything. Like I can't take any attacks with her before. Um, I can't take any attacks with her without overexposing her. Aaron was just very, very smart in his play. Um, he was in control the whole time. I was never able to really take any gambits. That was like the idea. I was like, I'm going to take a gambit with Han. Um, I don't want to take a gambit with Jakarta, obviously, but like I'm going to take this gambit, put my opponent in the position of make, having to make a hard choice and then be able to take advantage of that. Never had that this game. Um, and so I lost, but I was three and one. 
and that was good enough for the cut. And then we'll be we'll be talking a little bit about the cut in my episode with Scott. So I'm not going to give. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. Again, we want to thank everybody for all the support that they've been giving to the the Patreon. If you are a patron, please go onto my Etsy page and order your kits. Um, I'm really trying to get those out the door soon so I can take that listing down. Also, again, if you've got information about the wait list or just any information regarding FFTOP regarding Worlds, we would absolutely love it. Okay, let's turn it over to me and Scott. Okay, I am now joined by Scott, who's going to be giving us a Swiss report. However, before we dive into that, we got to get a few, what's the word, Glor- glorifying details out of the way. First off, Scott, what list were you running? So I was running um, Darth Vader with Driven by Hatred, Emperor Palpatine uh, Thrawn, an elite death trooper with cross-training, two officers, and then Doubt, Rule by Fear, Zillow, and Unshakable. How many players were running Vader at our lovely regional? One, and that was me. <laughs> That's right. Scott didn't give up hope. So um, when we were doing, I ha- I was doing some skirmishing the night before the tournament with three of the brothers who flew in from out of town, Joey, Drew, and Grant. Drew, Drew, who is a longtime lover of the Empire, not quite as much like a Vader fanboy like Scott is, but just like a strong proponent of running the Empire, was adamant all evening. Like, Empire is dead. They can't cut it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Because I had mentioned that Scott had talked about running Spectre, but and I thought, like, there's a chance he runs Spectre, but I also think there's a chance that he runs, um, that he runs Vader. And everyone was kind of like, oh, he's probably going to run Spectre just because it's so much stronger. However, before the tournament starts, we're all there waiting for everyone to show up. And we're all like talking again, like what we think everyone's going to be running. And I said, I I think Scott's going to run Vader. And someone's like, well, and and I'm like, honestly, I'd prefer that he runs Spectre. And like everyone's kind of like chuckling. I'm like, I'm not kidding. I would much rather play Scott running Spectre than Scott running Vader. And everyone thought I was crazy, but as as Scott's report will show, I was fully justified in my concerns. <laughs> so, so Scott, first off, I want like help us understand why did you run? We knew there was going to be a lot of Spectre. We also knew that Matt was probably going to be writing Han Rangers. Why did you run Vader? Well, so there's there's three main factors um, that kind of went into my decision. The first factor being, um, you know, run what you know. Um, a, you know, a uh, a slightly underperforming or or non-optimal list that you're really comfortable and familiar with can sometimes be better than the you know a plus tier one sports car that you don't know how to drive right so it's a matter of i've played darth vader consistently um since heart of the empire came out i took him to worlds you know and, and did fairly well there and um you know i've played him a lot and so um, you know, there, there's a little bit of loyalty of, you know, he's my favorite character and he's my favorite skirmish figure. And, um, you know, I really want him to work. And so there, there's part of that. The, the second piece was, um, I, I think Spectre's really good, but something that I've, I've thought about a little bit is that Spectre, um, the reason Spectre is good is, um, just like consistency, right? Yeah. But it does the same thing every time. Yep. And you can play around that and you can work around that and you can outperform that. Um, there's, there's not as much flexibility with Spectre. Um, you know, they, 
you know, they're really good because they're consistently and they can just kind of attack anything. But by that same level, they have to attack every problem the same. Um, you know, we run people up and we kill things and we hope to do this. And so yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't want to encounter that. Um, and finally, uh, you know, I just knew that Spectre isn't going to do anything against, uh, you know, really uh, card heavy decks that I, I want the control that a cross trained death trooper and Thrawn gives me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now in your testing prior to regionals, did you find that your specter matchup was totally, was there anything about it that worried you? Like, Oh, if I'm running a specter, I'll definitely have problems. Or was it more like, well, I know, I know this list well enough. I can take what I get and have a 50 to 60% win rate. So in my testing, I never lost to Spectre when I was running BPT. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, I didn't, you know, run the gamut against a huge amount of players, but it was sort of one or two players across a, a few different maps. Um, you know, and then I, I played against um, mostly scum, uh, mm. either points manipulation or hunters. And that was sort of 50, 50, um, my my big worry, because part of my testing was I did the the Zion's Finest League, and you know I I won every match in that game, including ones against Spectre, and the only one that the only ones that beat me um, were high activation scumless, and so mm -hmm. I, I I was a little worried about you know encountering a nine or ten activation scumless, just because even in those like I know I'm gonna out kill you, but with the time limit, are you gonna just play objectives around me and i just i mean vader can't be everywhere at once you know yeah he can only kill two figures per round and that sounds kind of crazy but like that sometimes that just might not be enough right right absolutely well and you know especially if they've killed everything else or you know even the you know my list isn't super um you know i like to think of it like a wedge formation you know yeah. like in cavalry where i've got my striking point and then sort of the the cleanup but as opposed to a wall that emerges kind of like what you, you expect from like Weequay's Greedo, Vinto, where like everyone's exerting relatively equal pressure on all fronts. Mm, agreed. Agreed. Um, awesome. Okay. Well, what we'll do now is let's go through your Swiss and I'll ask you just some questions as, as we're moving along the way. And what I'd, I'd like you to talk about if possible is, framing your perspective on vader in the future right i think like our meta our our tournament was actually in my opinion a fairly good representation of what the meta is going to be going forward in terms of specter was 25 percent of the field it did very very well obviously but there was still like a lot of other lists being played so maybe as you're talking about it um and as you're talking about your vader play we can try and get into some more details in terms of what you think how what you think is going to keep working in the future and, and not so sure absolutely all right, let's get started. Round cool. one, you had a buy because you're the freaking best. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I was one of many who had a buy, so well, I was one of. Yes, that's right. Five of us <laughs> had buys. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and then so my the first round I played, round two, um, so I played against, I want to say his name was Edward. Um, he's like... 15 oh, yeah. yeah 15 year old kid from the area he had come to the blackfire store championship which is where i'd gotten my buy um and i had played against him there actually um and i mean he you know for being a 15 year old kid who who doesn't really participate in the larger 
um, community or in the larger meta. Like he's a really solid player. Like, um, and he was running uh, IG, Jabba, Vinto, Greedo, Hera, um, Care Package. And an, and an elite Jawa. So he kind of split the field a little bit. Um, and it's really interesting because he – so he and I kind of chatted after the match. Um, he kind of came in and, you know, bless his heart, he's a teenager, was kind of telling me about how um, much he'd crushed Vader with <laughs> this list. And he told me like, oh, yeah, I beat Vader all the time with this. Like my little brother beat Vader with this list against me. And I was like, OK, well, let's hope that's how that pans out. And that's not how that panned out. Um, and, you know, it's interesting um, because sort of the the way that it, it panned out, um, he never got Blaze of Glory off, but he also doesn't run Blaze of Glory. What? Yeah, that's problem one. Um, he doesn't run Assassinate. He doesn't run Hidden Reflexes. What on earth? Yeah, so he runs Dangerous Bargains, Blood Feud, um, you know, a couple, uh, Run for Cover, the one that if you're a smuggler, you can remove a, a, a die from the attack pool. And it okay. costs two, which is like a, like good, but like there's like better stuff. But he like runs on the lamb, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, between in, Intel Leak and Thrawn, I get rid of on the lamb, I get rid of tools for the job. Basically... Um, kind of what happens because we're playing on Uscrew and we're playing uh, the stash control. So he puts everything. So I, I take um, the whatever considers to be the better side with that, like the bottom side. Yeah, the bottom side. He takes the top side. Um, and if the bottom side is my right and the top side is the left, we're both at the top with Vader and IG. I'm kind of keeping Vader at bay. Um, Wait, you know, so that IG can attack Vader, but he's only getting one attack off. Um, you know, I sort of, I don't have the combo. I have a parting blow, so I, I don't feel comfortable bombing in. He's run Vinto up in the middle. I've shot at Vinto with a Death Trooper field tacticsing into Thrawn and do eight damage. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Um, it, it's rough. Um, you know, he kills... Um, the Death Trooper and plays another card he runs and own runs, which is uh, Glory of the Kill, and it recovers three damage when you kill a figure. Yep. So Vinto goes down to having only five damage on him, so the Emperor can't just tempt him, which was my initial intent. Um, you know, and so I say, okay, you know, I kind of need to come up here and, and take on IG, so Vader runs up and does pretty massive damage to IG, but doesn't kill him. Uh, and I say, all right, I'm going to take the IG shots. He sh- shoots Vader uh, with IG twice and does four damage between both attacks. Oh, oh. And uh, in, in what is indicative of just that he doesn't play super competitively all the time is he then uh, uses his two movement points to move away from Vader. Oh, no. And lets me trigger parting blow. I kill him. Uh, and we continue to trade uh, figures, um, basically to the point where you know, he kills the Emperor, uh, you know, he kills Thrawn, um, you know, and basically it comes down to, or actually he, he doesn't kill Thrawn, he gets Thrawn up to, you know, pretty high amounts of damage. I kill his care package, um, I kill Greedo, I kill the Jawa, um, and it basically, you know, we're, we both hit like 31 points, um, he, uh, and, uh, well, uh, 
I hit 27 points. He hits 31. He makes a pretty bad move of moving Greedo to where I can end of round uh, force choke Greedo. Yep. He doesn't calculate the line of sight properly, um, which um, he uses as a parting shot onto Thrawn, which puts Thrawn up to eight damage of nine. Mm. Um, and he, he'd gotten some pretty lucky dodges. Vinto and Greedo shouldn't have lived as long as they did, but that's how dodges go, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, But it sounds like you were just in control the entire game. Yeah, so, you know, final round, you know, we basically, well, second to last round, you know, we go into it. Um, I, you know, Thrawn shoots Hera, does a bunch of damage, runs away. Um, you know, she runs after him, but isn't able to get a shot off. Vader moves up to the center with the two control points that C-3PO is camping on. I play Dark Energy and push C-3PO off, and I get to score four points. So it's 35 to 31. Hmm. Yeah, um, I force choke C-3PO at the end of the round, go up to 38, uh, 37. He then runs around with Hera, kills Thrawn, goes up to 38 points. And then Vader has an activation the next round to just kill Hera. Mm. Uh, takes me up. And e- even if I didn't, I had an officer and Vader could just sit on objectives. Mm. I just figured, let me kill Hera just so he doesn't have any Jabba shenanigans or anything like that. Like, try and kill my officer. So... I just went for the the guaranteed Vader kill. So that's interesting because it seems like the points were somewhat close despite you being in control of the game. I assume that's just because he's just slowly pulling points off the board in the form of like these other kills. Well, he's got objectives. He's got, I mean, he doesn't run Celebration. And and the thing is, I said, I thought he had Celebration when he killed Thrawn. I thought I was going to lose. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, well, if he has Celebration, I lose. He doesn't run it. And I said, well, you should run it. Yeah. Um, I mean... Uh, especially with how strange his list is already right yeah he'd put blood feud on vader like he'd spent a jawa action to put blood feud in vader so he's doing one extra damage to vader every attack but like that didn't mean anything yeah i was like i was like run assassinate because you know blood food is like maybe does something over three attacks but assassinate just does three damage yeah exactly which is what you want right that's like and it's and it's when you need it exactly yeah um and you can do it when Vader doesn't roll six block. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, but he ran like, you know, a lot of cards to try and kind of steal points. So basically I killed most of my points and he sort of cheated out. I mean, you know, he had Jabba to, to get extra points for his kills and sure. he had a couple of cards. Black market prices, um, you know, he bargained with the Jawa, um, you know, so he was kind of getting points that way, um, which is how, kind of how those point totals come up. And also... Um, while I controlled the board in terms of what lived and died, he was able to, you know, Vinto scored him, um, objective points. Um, I think he, you know, Vinto controlled the middle, uh, twice for him, got him either somewhere between 12 and 16 points just from those two points over two rounds. So, um, you know, most of his points came from objectives and cards. Interesting. Very interesting. And he was obviously 1-0 when he, so he won his first game, so he was clearly yeah. on to something, but he was yeah. certainly certainly not favored, even despite his previous play experiences versus Scott. So, All right, now on to round three. Targon Rogue AI, that's right. So my next match was against Josh Waite. Okay. And Josh is a smart player. He doesn't, you know, he, he's not running like a meta list. No. Um, but it was, it was really interesting. So he was running Han... Ahsoka, Sabine, Care Package R2, you know, 
that that those shenanigans. Yeah, he's at Rebel s- High Command. Seven activations. So he's just yep. over just over Spectre in your list. But it's definitely yep. it's kind of like a weird version of Hassan's heroes, right? Like haunting good stuff yeah. that doesn't have MHD. You know, he it's interesting because we're we're playing um Rogue AI. Um so I take the uh, treehouse side, which is just objectively better. And I can't think of a single argument why it's not. No. Um, so I'm always happy to get uh, initiative on Tarkin for that reason. Um, so basically, you know, I kind of, I kind of have a similar opening move, you know, officer opens the door, orders Vader in to a spot where he's completely safe. Um, you know, kind of progress my people out, get some cards um, going and, um, you know, he moves Sabine all the way down to like the hangar area, you know, yep. in campaign, that's a little hangar tile. Yep. Um, so I just say, Hey, you know, he like thinks he's safe. I have the combo. <laughs> what, what did you pitch? I'm, this is also a, a theme of Scott's games is that he's pitching these cards and I'm like, what? It, Cause with rule by fear, I'm like, you're pitching take initiative. You're pitching second chance, right? Like, yeah, I pitched to second chance like f- three or four times during the tournament, and I only regretted it during our game, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, but then again, I don't. It wouldn't have mattered because you intel leaked me anyway. But yeah. Um. So you know, I I kind of double move. I score one of the objective points, and I just get right up to Sabine, and you know. Not I'm not adjacent to her. I'm not going to spend the combo on Sabine. Um, you know, he moves Han up, uh, like kind of comes out around the door, um, takes a shot off on like my death trooper. Doesn't do much. Not a super huge. He does like he gets up to like five damage. Okay, that's respectable. Um, it's respectable. Um, you know, but I'm going to run him away. Yeah. Later, just because like, hey, I don't really. You know, I would like to use my spy cards that I yep. took cross training for. Yep. So, end around, I do an attack on Sabine, uh, red, red, do five damage. I get initiative. I look at my hand of cards, which is looking for a fight, dark energy, parting blow, and face to face. And I say, okay. Um, Who do I want to kill? Who, what, yeah, and, and I, even two figures do I want to kill? Right. Well, and he, what he had done is he had actually camped Ahsoka behind the door on his side, behind the, the terminal door. Okay. And he had not opened it. Okay. Um, during that round, during that first round. So beginning of the second round, you know, um, I take initiative, uh, with, is one of the cards that I drew at the end of the round. And I play looking for a fight and face to face and go adjacent to Han and I kill him. Oh my gosh. Yep. So he loses Han, and I said, "Okay, I win." Yeah, like, like that's that's it. Uh, yeah, there's not much at that point. You know, Vader sort of just hunts people down. Ahsoka comes out and attacks Thrawn. Um, she's kind of running around doing a bunch of stuff. I'm picking off the rest of his list. Um, you know, he he's able to kill Thrawn, um, and eventually he's able to kill the Death Trooper with a Sabine attack at the end of the game. But those are the only figures I lose. My officers scored me eight points in one round because they were able to double move and get the tokens, the rogue AI tokens, twice each. Oh, man. Yep. And then, you know, I just killed Ahsoka uh, to get the remaining points I needed after I'd killed everything else. And he just had Sabine and Hera left with very little health. And, 
it wasn't a super close game. I mean, Josh played well. I think he just, it's the thing of, um, I, I think of it kind of similar to your box of if you haven't played against Vader and you're not super familiar with how he works or like, yeah, you know, you know, like, oh, big guy smash hard, right? Yeah. But you don't realize that like, oh, he can actually go like seven or eight spaces and attack you twice. Yep. Like that's not how that's supposed to work. Yep. He's, he's, gonna, he's going to attack me twice from, you know, six, seven, even eight spa- spaces away, right? And yeah. I was I was planning on one attack, right? And now I've lost a figure or two figures or one figure and another fi- figure has got a lot of damage on it. Did you one-shot Han? Mm, so Han had either taken some damage or I parting blowed him. But uh, either way, I killed him in one activation. Wow, that is, that is a backbreaker. And yeah, that is kind of the game because now he's got an on the lamb that's not going to do him anything. Oh. Actually, I had I did kill him in one because Thrawn had element of surprise Han and put five damage on him. Oh, okay. Oh, and then man. Vader came up and just killed him in one shot. Yep, he's gone. Wow, yeah. wow. All right, well, so that so the thing about that game is like, well, the game wasn't close. It was more. It was decided by a swing, right? That that yeah. This know, Josh had left himself vulnerable to the swing, and you're obviously you know how to capitalize. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and kind of what I said to him, I said, you know, hey, I took kind of a big risk um, and it paid off. But, you know, like, let's assume you had dodged. I would have gotten one more chance. And if you dodged twice, I, you know, that game is very different because Han's getting off a return fire shot. He didn't get to activate Han that round. So he would have gotten to shoot with Han and then run away. Ahsoka could have come in like that might be a wholly different game if he dodges. He just didn't. Yeah. But I mean, like that, that can't be, that can never be your plan, right? Like I can't say, right. like you can plan and, on getting value out of dodges, but if like your game is dependent on, well, I would have won if I would have rolled a dodge. It's like, that's not quite where you want your math to be. Absolutely. And, and like I said, you know, it, it's a situation where if he has to dodge twice. Mm. So. Awesome. All right. So round three is over on to round four. Cool. So the final of the Swiss was against our dear brother, Joey, yeah. who came from Phoenix. Yep. Um, he was the only other Imperial player that day, Yep. Um, but he was not running Vader. Uh, he actually was running a six activation list with uh, Thrawn, uh, BT-1, Triple Zero, two elite sentry droids, an officer, and Zillow Technique. I love I love his list. I feel like sentry droids. I actually I like sentry droids and, and Thrawn. I tried to get him to drop the triple zero for double officers, but Joey is more than any other person on this on God's good earth committed to theme, and he was like, "No, <laughs> I'm running my droids, and that's what I'm going to run." Right, and so I was like, "Okay, all right." Sure. So well, it's and interesting he's a because like a good player. So yeah, I can see like. Um, like why he runs triple zero and we'll kind of talk about how kind of triple zero and BT one perform because like the all-stars of his game were certainly his sentry droids. Yeah. Um, and I finally got to experience what it's like to have Thrawn blade against you. And I want to apologize to everyone for whom (laughs) I've played against with Thrawn because Thrawn's the worst. He is the worst. Um, so yeah. Uh, so we were playing, uh, on the other side of Uskru, so this was priority. And uh, no, was it priority droids? Um, it was the other side of Uskru. It was priority message because I played Aaron. That's right. So, um, basically, uh, what happens is you know I'm like, okay, he's got a bunch of range. 
Um, I'm going to throw my officers on one end and then all my other people on. So I, I took the top side this time, the, the side that isn't as good. Um, and basically we both sat at the, what you would consider the bottom of the map opposite the fountain. Okay. Um, near the booth. Yeah. Um, or actually we were, um, I think it would have been at the fountain cause there wasn't any, um, blocking terrain. Okay. So it wasn't the booth. Okay. Um, and basically, you know, so I tempted his officer and force choke his officer to death. So I kind of, um, just round one. So I said, all right, you're not going to get your command cards. Yeah. Um, and then basically what happened was because I had initiative, um, or again, kind of the way it worked out is, you know, Vader just kind of camped. Um, my DT got a shot off, Thrawn got a couple shots off, put four damage on BT on BT one, put, you know, six or seven damage on triple zero, mm. um, triple zero just sort of like sat places and focused himself. Um, and the sentries, um, kind of, you know, we both had talked about it after the fact was, you know, Joey felt very confident in the first few rounds because I had, you know, some par- cards that I needed. I had like face to face. I had uh, parts of the combo. I didn't have everything I needed. And I was like, I could double move in and I could parting blow. I could kill BT and then I could force choke triple zero to death. But then I've got four sentry droids and yeah. Thrawn that are all going to pile on Vader. And so I, I basically sat Vader and he just shot him five or six times with sentry droids. Wow. Yeah. Um, before Vader really did much of anything, he just kind of forced joke things, um, like a sentry droid and, you know, trip zero. And, um, and so Vader had eight ish damage on him before I really was, was doing much with him. And then I just decided to really capitalize. So it was round three initiative was coming to me in round four. I bombed Vader in, you know, uh, Kill the sentry droid. Did you have negation in hand? Yes. Okay. So uh, I also don't think he runs take initiative. Oh, you're right. He He does not run take initiative. Yeah, which there are a few people who don't. uh, didn't at the tournament. And I was like, cool. (laughs) You guys Uh, are insane. save negation for something else. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I I run Vader in. I kill a sentry droid. um, And then, you know, party blow to, to kill... Uh, trip zero, and then I end around force choke, or t- to kill BT, and then I end around force choke to kill trip zero, and then the emperor. Uh, oh, it wasn't a parting blow. It was the emperor came in and ordered an attack on BT, oh. um, and took his terminal. So I took his terminal away, um, and he'd taken mine away with Thrawn by killing an officer, um, and then you know he. You know, had some sentry droids shoot at Vader, got Vader up to 12 damage, and he lamented his life because he played triangulate. And at the time, he had three droids around Vader, and so he did just three automatic damage to Vader, got him up to 15 damage. Oh, man. Um, but I kept Vader alive, and then I, t- I have initiative. I kill one of you know I, f- I kill one of his sentry droids. Unfortunately, I didn't kill the sentry droid in one shot, but then I was able to force choke him. Mm. Um, you know, and then, you know, his sentry droid, he focuses his droid with shared experience. Um, he had to unstun him because one of his sentry droids had done a concentrated fire on Vader. Mm. 
Um, and then he kills my Vader, but I play Dying Lunge and one shot his sentry. Oh man. Right? Um, you know, and of the three attacks I made with Vader, two rolled perfect max damage. So I think, you know, and Joey never really rolled more than one defense or an evade. So I think there were some frustrating rolls there that sure. really helped contribute. Um, and then my Thrawn ran up and killed his final sentry droid and he just conceded. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, and it was, is rough because the sentry had two damage. So I Thrawn had to deal six, which isn't unlikely, but it's not likely. And he rolled an evade, and I rolled seven damage. Oh, so, so he couldn't save him with Zillow by pitching a card. Yeah, so he, you know, he he basically, if he'd rolled any, if he'd rolled two block, he would have lived. Mm. Um, but he didn't, so that it was it was kind of rough, and um, I, I felt for him. Yeah, I mean that that is rough. Obviously, that is a testament to conservative play getting getting you where you need to go. Um, Cause man, I think that, I think people probably underestimated Joey's list. I don't know who his other loss was. Um, do you know who his other loss was? I don't. Um, I don't know who his other loss was, but obviously it is, I, he was, he was clearly underestimated. Like when you see triple zero and BT across the table and he was able to get work done. So. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but, uh, I mean, dub, you know, elite sentries, you know, he, he, he really min maxes that list out. Yes. And, like, here's the thing, like, our game swung, like, really far in my direction at the end, mm-hmm. but I was I was worried at the beginning, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, he's just putting damage on Vader, and I really need to, you know, basically, like, everything I tried to do ended up working perfectly, and yeah. if even one thing had gone slightly further south, like, that's a whole different game. Yeah, I understand that. That is, that is totally fair, and obviously you can lament that, 